guys, um, guess uh, what they uh, what they shot first day of Bohemian Rhapsody. Live Aid. Live Aid. Yeah, that was for my friend uh, Angie, who listens to the podcast. Guess what, guys? Live Aid first day. I think they'll be saying that for a long time. Just had to get that out of the way. That's a little shout out. Uh, we're gonna start off off the top. Okay, we're this is our second week that we're doing this. I'm very proud of us for getting it together. Yeah. Our second first week is always the hardest. It always is the hardest. <laughs> was it though? Was it? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I totally <laughs> forgot it was. Th- we had a podcast today. You did. Yeah. I had to set. I have my weekly alarm now. You had to remind me this morning. Were you dreading it? No, I just forgot. Oh. <laughs> but it's kind of cool, though. I think we've picked, a, we've picked a good time. We've let things yeah. built up. You know, a lot of things happened in this last week. So I'm going to get into it. So Andre yeah. started watching Game of Thrones. So what episode are you on? Um, season one. Hold on. It's on my TV right now. Not playing. It's just paused. Uh, uh, episode five. Oh. Just ending episode five. Okay, so they already got... Uh... They already arrested Ned. Maybe arrested not. the king just died. The king Robert. just oh. So thanks for spoiling that for Andre. No, they already arrested him. He was arrested, I guess, in in episode three or something. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Because Ned remember. is Ned is like doing king stuff, filling in for the king while uh-huh. he's out hunting. Yeah, but if the king just died. He hasn't gotten that gig yet. No, she said, no, you know, he did. Because right. the king goes out and he says, you've got to take my place. Anyway. And he's got a cane because <laughs> he got all jacked up in that arrest. Right. Yes. Yes. That's, oh, okay, word. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so Sean Bean has been taken into custody. And now <laughs> you have feelings for uh, Kit Harrington. Listen. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I put it in the notes, 2019 is the year I watch stuff. Capital W, capital S. I like it. I, so I I've have like technically a four-day weekend because I don't have class on Friday and we don't have class tomorrow because of Martin Luther King Day. So I thought, best time to just go ahead and do it. So I've watched five episodes of Game of Thrones, seven episodes of Schitt's Creek. Nice. Oh, wow. Proper. And I watched the first X-Men movie last night because I've never seen it. Oh. Um... And it's great. Everything's great. Is it who I'm directed happy. the who directed the first X Men movie? Uh, he who shall not be named. <gasps> Voldemort directed that. Uh huh. Oh Voldemort well, I said also it. Directed, directed Bohemian Rhapsody. I I um, put that in finger quotes. I doubt if that. Mm, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so much fun. Uh, yes, I am in love with Jon Snow. Yes. I want to marry him. Sorry, sorry, Cody Fern. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, I also got to watch Assassination of Gianni Versace because that was just on Netflix. Yes. So I'm watching that soon. That's cool. Um, but yeah, it's been great. It's yeah. been hard to get stuff done because every episode of Game of Thrones ends with a cliffhanger. I'm just like, it Ugh. does. It does. You're like, oh, I'm going to be, I can just, you know, I, oh, what, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I've, just I've had more. to like, st- I've had to stop in the middle of the episode where, where it's a good time. <laughs> They're definitely like a bag of Doritos. You're just like, oh, God. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning. You hate yourself. You no longer have a job. Yeah. It's, it's like that. The thirst, <laughs> the thirst for miniature Jon Snow is real. I mean, I remember feeling that like his, this guy is so cute. But then by like season seven, you're like, bitch, smile. He's still cute. He's still cute. But you're just like, Ugh. Dude. He's just like Grumpy Cat. He's Grumpy Cat. He's, he becomes grumpy, grumpy Cat to me. It's like Teen Wolf. I love that, you know, 
Taylor Hecklin's character, but Tyler Hecklin was just <sighs> somebody. Hug he is him. grumpy cat. Yeah, He's grumpy cat. Um, so that'll only get worse. But just this, this series just like it just ramps and ramps and ramps and ramps. And like then you have to have, like we've been waiting for what a year and a half, almost yeah. two years. Uh, for it to conclude so you'll be right at a perfect place like you'll just get all of your story just no waiting just like here you go so we were were talking about that and you mentioned that andre started watching it and we were just like yeah it's all cool until you get to about episode three and then it's just downhill from there it's just like yeah oh uh, yeah oh just like nothing good happens to the stark family the stark just like (laughs) yeah If you're a star, yeah, it's like, like nothing good happens fuck. to anybody. Yeah, no, nobody's having a good day. Like nobody, nobody. Like life's a drag for everyone. The it's only person who's having sure. a good time is Joffrey. Joffrey's having a really good time being a psychopath. He's just like, oh, bitch oh. boy Joffrey. Yeah, bitch boy Joffrey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. But I feel so bad because the real actor actually uh, quit acting because there was so much hate for him. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, no, he like totally. He's this really nice, oh. super intelligent, sensitive. English boy who, you know, had a talk at like Harvard or some shit or Cambridge and spoke on like the realms of fame and fantasy and all this kind of stuff. It's just look him up on YouTube. And it's just like then he just he dropped out. He bounced. Yeah. Jack. Oh, why are people? I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's a great actor. I just hate the character. Right. It's like people you know are like, I mean? people who are like literally confusing Alan Leach with Paul Printer. It's like, you guys know how shit works, right? Yeah, you know that that dude's not Joffrey. Hi. So I feel like oh. people are still up to no good. I feel like, you know, that's a failure on your own imagination and you should get out of doors. Possibly. Well, that thought also crossed my mind when I was watching him because I was wondering if if that happened and apparently it did. And that makes me very upset. But. He might have come back since then. But I know that when uh, when it was the Joffrey years, people literally were, were spitting so much hate at him. just like walking around in the street that he was just like, fuck. And like the guy who's in um, Bandersnatch, the Black Mirror Bandersnatch, who played Colin, that actor, uh, he's totally ripped himself off of uh, of Twitter because people went after his looks. <sighs> and fuck you guys. Seriously. Fuck you, those Y'all. people who are full of hate. I actually think he's actually kind of, I think he's hot. I think Will Poulter is cute. So I think he's cute too. I don't get, I mean, like, I get it, but I don't get it. Uh, apparently, also, all, apparently all these basement trolls who, you know, missed out on a modeling career are mad at him. So... <laughs> <laughs> Work on yourself, you fucking puddle of junk. Oh, I hate Fuck. that so much. God, there are people too, guys. Like seriously. Yeah, they're they're they're. That's just what they do for a living. You guys know that, right? You know that. You know that. Okay. But I anyway, <laughs> I don't come to your rock and knock the slug juice out of your mouth. Okay. Uh. So. So I'm. Um, so I can't wait for you to catch up because. It has been my desire to make you into a throne head. Are we? What are we? Gabian Thronians? I don't know. What are I don't we? Know. Is there, five kingdomites? Are we? You know, or I guess people do like what they do with Potter. You're a house. Yeah, they You're put, a house. Yeah. So I'm straight up Bravos. I'm going house Bravos right out the gate. Just, just calling it. You know, what would you be? What would your house be? Probably same thing. Be faceless man. I be wouldn't like be a up. house. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just be like, fuck West Rose. Yeah. Yeah, fuck West Rose and the horse over then on. So, 
Um, it's so there's so much to talk about. I just I'll be waiting there while you're watching episodes, and I'll be like, "Bitch, what?" It'll be like a lot mm-hmm. of that, you know. Well, then the also the the funny thing is like, and I was telling you, it's it's kind of weird watching it with all the pop culture baggage. Yeah. But I was texting you that when I was like episode three, but at this point, I've completely forgotten all about it because I'm like so sucked into the story, and I don't know. It's got its hooks into me, but I can't pinpoint why. You know what I mean? Like, I, obviously, know. I think it has it has very good storytelling. Right now, it's more like family drama than high fantasy, which I love, and I'm sure it's going to get more high fantasy from here. But I don't know. It's very it's a very interesting show, and I mean, I'm trying I mean, to I view it you, through well, the you, lens you of just it. someone watching it. Yeah. yeah, you nailed it. I mean, and this is why it works. It works in the books. It works on the show like this is because this is just a bunch of dysfunctional families clashing. Yeah, uh, and a bunch of just broken people. And yeah. and the villain of the story is within the same person. The hero and the villain rest within each character. Everyone can do their best or do their worst, and they have. Mm-hmm. So it's very relationship based, which I like. It is, it is, and like no one is actually pure and awesome and great. And you know, like you'll go, oh, the little girl, oh shit, she yeah. just more alpha. Oh damn, she's ten <laughs> years old. What the alpha? Okay, like there's nobody that's like super good in this and then there's no one who's like well, i mean joffrey i guess is pure evil i guess he's the one irredeemable character but then you get into like why that is later on you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like there's a whole bunch of just layers to this that i love and it never stops being that there is the fantasy elements that do kind of that increases as we get toward a certain watermark in the storyline and that's lovely the way they approach it but it's never like so but doesn't get over the, yeah like, you know. well we say that it's still always, always grounded in yeah. family. Now again, grunt, yeah. or, you know, I grew up like playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I love me some uh, ye olde medieval stuff, but I only a tinge of it. So when this came around, and people were like Game of Thrones, and I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I don't think so. I'm <laughs> not gonna do this. I don't do the medieval thing a whole mm-hmm. lot. I don't even go to medieval times, and that's a good time. Like you know, horse piss and beer. I just so. This, I did not expect it to be what it is. And I think you're experiencing what everyone does. It's like, oh, and you just forget all of the junk around it. You forget all the memes and all the, and you're kind of in a good space to watch it now because no one's buzzing about Game of Thrones right now because it's not until April. So you're kind of in a lull. Yeah, which I I kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. Watching it when it's not like just, just hype city. Yeah. I had to write um, about Game of Thrones for a living for almost two years, and I got into, like, the lore, the book versus the TV series, and then just, like, I mean, deep dive into, like, Grayscale and the old Valyrian Mines and stuff like that, and uh, and it was still kind of fun, but it was almost like people were very intense, are very intense in this fandom, in kind of a, not a, in the, not a problematic way, though. I think people are like, well, actually, the Manderleys, uh, they arrived in the Andals um, shortly after that king was dead, like, by 20 years. So, you know, that, that kind of argument goes on uh, on Reddit. Yeah. But, like, no one's, like, wishing someone die or, you know, there's no death wishes much. So Yeah. I am. I will say I am. I, I know I'm only on episode five or six, but I am. Str- I'm still like learning everyone's names. That's like that'll the happen. experience of it. Yeah, that'll happen. Because <laughs> I've, I've had to Google some people twice. Like, oh, Sir Sir Benjamin. Wait, which one was that? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. The book is even more intense when it comes to that. You're like, bitch, what? It's like the sigils. It's like genealogies. Like, 
George Martin Crazy. loves him some Ancestry.com, and he loves just telling you about them <laughs> sigils. You know, the, the field of gold with the singer of the ring of the blah. Like, bitch, you only have to know, like, three or four of them, because that's the only who's going to, like, survive all this bullshit at some point. But, like, then he'll just tell you all of these, like, the, he'll describe dinner. And it just takes me back to the Tolkien days where I'm like, do, we have, do you have to describe that they're eating this elven bread? And that they're walking, and then this entire time there was eagles, and they could have been flying everywhere, first class. Anyway, there's a lot of that though. But that you get spared that on the show, mm-hmm. yeah. And you only get sort of to hear the the smarty, smart, smarty stuff out of Tyrion, who's like he likes to. He's a bitch reading book. I mean, a book reading bitch. He's just like let's do you not. Know, he's important. Like he reads stuff. So, but I love I love the show. I love the way the there's a lot of people who do the. It destroyed the books and vice versa. I think you can enjoy both of them. They're companion pieces. That's what I love about Game of Thrones. You can enjoy both of them. And a lot mm-hmm. of the characters in the books are, I mean, in the, on the show that died are alive and well in the books. So, Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kind of like um, you know, Dirty John and Homecoming. Yeah. You know, you can, you, you do the podcast and then you see what, what, they, what they did with it in the um the series, and yeah, it's, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, Game of Thrones, I can't oh, wait to hear cool. for you to be dead. Yeah, it's exactly the truth. Uh, what's the score of the Rams game? They're in overtime. They're in overtime, and it's still twenty three twenty three. So, the Rams are playing the Saints today. I'm kind of torn on this because I like the Saints as as well as the Rams. I'm not a big football fan. The, the fact that I even know those two things is kind of big for me. So, and there's a field, and they play on it. <laughs> and there's gold, but it's not like soccer. So that's, but I'm not shitting on it. I'm just saying I just I'm very ignorant of the sports. So shout out to the uh, the uh, score as we go along. So I asked music. Uh, I asked music. I asked Andre to build me a mixtape, and he did. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. <laughs> and it took me. It took about two weeks to get through it because I don't, you know, like I don't like to just like bop through people's stuff. I sort of have to absorb it. And I did spend some time like listening not only to the songs that you recommended to me mm-hmm. on this list, uh, which I'm going to post up on Ashlyn, uh, dot, uh, ashlynpodcast.com. Can I do that? Is that okay if I yeah. do that, Andre? Yeah, sure. So I'm going to post these up, and I'm not going to like beleaguer and go through each one of them. But I will tell you that the ones of the ones that you gave me, and I loved this list, by the way. Um, I felt like there was a theme, like... Oh, Andre's a composer. He likes these uh, theatrical, soundtracky, <laughs> cinematic, sweeping songs until I got to Superfruit. <laughs> but I was like, oh. <laughs> and then here's a yeah. fun one that's just like good in the club. Uh, yeah. A uh, lot of them a lot of them are pretty like low key songs, some of them. But they're very I think they're heavy. Very heavy. Well Loki Loki isn't like um you mean like Loki, <laughs> as in Loki. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean though, yeah. Mm. But I loved them. I think I'll just say my favorites of all of them, uh, and go and look at the list. But Todrick Hall, I didn't know anything about Todrick Hall. Now I'm a fan. Uh, you started me out with No Place Like Home, and then sent me several others that I dipped into. I love this whole Wizard of Oz uh, tour that uh, he's on, and then of course him uh, mixing it up with Rue, which is awesome Mm -hmm. and then um i won't tell anybody your secret and then uh, calio this calio video i don't know if you've ever seen the video i can't say this title it's vorvi i couldn't say it (laughs) anyway the 
it just made me cry because it's like every average uh, people in like Norway or wherever we are just like earning their living and it's just a video is shot so beautifully and the oh, song Oh, is that the one I walked in? You, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like I was like crying and I don't care I can't tell if that's like menopause or just I'm sensitive or it was beautiful or it's all those things. But I was I like think, bawling. So I think it's pronounced forty baklaskogi, which okay. is Icelandic. Yeah, okay, Icelandic. There you go. Sorry, mm-hmm. all y'all white people. Um it was awesome. It was wonderful. Um yeah, I, I love that I, song. It was just like and then of course Superfruits Guy uh dot exe. I don't I don't know who these people are. I guess their names are Mitch and Scott. Scott. Yeah, do you remember do you remember those um super or not superfruit pentatonics videos I sent you a while yes, back? Yes, yes. Yeah, they're they're from the two guys are from that group. That's what they I start, thought. So thank yeah. you for answering that question. <laughs> uh, and I love pentatonics. Now they're one of like my favorites is Pent- pentatonics. Mm-hmm. I love them so hard. Um, and then I got down to this really fun. What an unusual artist, Electric Guest. This song, Oh Devil, the video, again, this whole list is extraordinary. And then if you go on YouTube, because I listened to everything on YouTube there, mm-hmm. and it was just, I got all the videos and stuff. Most of these have a video. Some of them are just, you know, uh, they don't really have any visuals to them. But Oh Devil ended up being, it's probably one of my favorite on the list because of the video. And then this, I would have never put that voice to Electric Guest. Like... We're kind of returning to an era where not everybody is like, this is no slam on electric guest fans or electric guest, the artist, where someone's not like polished and packaged and perfect. This person just looks like the guy who rolls up from the geek squad to like fix your Wi-Fi. But then he's just so (laughs) uh, fly and sharp and cool in this. I just loved the positivity of the message of these average normcore looking kids were the stars of the video. I just loved all of it. And then, of course, at the end, strange uh, cameo, pop-up, surprise cameo from Will Forte. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> so, yeah, Electric Guest, he really popped out at me. And I heard Panic! at the Disco, and I like them a lot. But, again, I was so shocked to find that they weren't, like, a least favorite or anything. But these other groups just really just popped on top of Panic! at the Disco. I liked them all, mm-hmm. though. So I'll put this list up for you guys. I did see Bayo, and I'm like, Scott Bayo has finally got out of politics and gone to sing. This is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> it's not him. Don't worry. It's fine. Uh, but there's this like really strong – and the oh, and the, uh, the video for the – what's it called? I'm trying to find it. It's uh, – I can't – it's the one – a wood kid? Wood? A wood kid? Jesus God, that video – <laughs> for iron i'm yeah. talking about that was just heavy 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 the entire time though and anytime there's an animal in something and they're all going to war i'm like what's happening to the war dogs so i was very distracted by what happens to the war dogs well you know where i heard that song first what it was in a team wolf episode <laughs> oh <laughs> that makes a lot of sense yeah very very dramatical so look for that yeah. list so you guys can see it. I guess keep, since we've got this started, I want to hear other people's mixtapes. What do you got? Build your mixtape. Two, three songs, one song, and artist. Who are you madly in love with? Send it to us. Anywhere you want to find us. You know, on our Twitter, our IG, our um, 
other places. Uh, Andre will <laughs> remind you of what those are because I uh, don't know where they are. So, Twitter, things... Instagram, website, email, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, so you can find us there. I well, I I wanted yeah. I wanted to ask you, Lisa, because we we did talk about it um like a, week, a couple week it was a week ago, um but like our like sort of not attitudes but like feelings about modern music and I guess the discussion around it almost because here's the thing because like when you asked me to send send you this stuff i said well a lot of this has been out for a while it's just stuff i've sort of stumbled across and i always have to clarify to someone when they ask me about my music taste because they they always notice that i'm not listening to like the the i guess stuff that's been out in the recent week or so right um and again, this this sort of correlates over to how I watch TV, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but I like think my... that's a good thing, though. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Well, I, yeah. But like the other thing is, I always have to clarify that it's not that I don't listen to things or I don't watch things because it's it's highly popular or quote unquote mainstream. It's not that. There's just something about the discussion and the buzz about it that I kind of just like to take a back seat from. Yeah. I mean. Some sometimes I will dive into the buzz, like when Haunting of Hill House came out, everyone was going crazy over it, and I immediately dived in. Um, but like with with the music, yeah, a lot of it is stuff that has been out for a long time and stuff I've stumbled across, and not a lot. I mean, I don't, and it's also because I don't really listen to radio, so I don't know what's coming out unless there's a big discussion going on about it for some reason. Yeah. Mostly, yeah. the one thing I always see people talk about is Ariana Grande, which I love her. You know, I love her her music as well. Um, but I don't know what what are your feelings about that? I mean, I'm so far behind the times that, like, Ian will pop in something in the car, some old hip hop, some classic. Like, he's a I would have to say your tastes are pretty nuanced and pretty cool. And there's yeah, I, I don't, I don't know any popular music. So we listen to a lot of that, and I'm like, oh, dip, this is awesome. Like this is good stuff. I have it's all brand new to me. So when it's new to my ears, I'm like, oh, so there's like there's like stuff that'll that'll pop up on, like you know some of the shows. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's where we probably get our musical yeah. infiltration is through the films and TV we consume. I'm like, Oh snap. Cause I was oh, yeah. watching the fire uh, documents, uh, the, the fire documentary, both documentaries on Hulu and Netflix had, um, I, I'm probably wrong about this. It's music using Mr. Robot. So I think they're Mac quail songs or they're popular songs that are used on those shows. Either way, if they're Mac or not, they're on Mr. Robot. And I'm like, Oh, that's how I'm, uh, how I'm exposed to music. So I was going to say, I don't think my ear is, I mean, I haven't listened to the fucking radio since, the 90s but there are popular songs out there i don't know i mean the ones that i that kind of like aren't i know they're not new but like you know like the there's a sort of sound like lord not lord is it yeah her yeah you like lord oh like alternative like Uh, almost indie yeah i don't know what what genre that's called but there's that there's that sound to it I like. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for earlier. That I was trying to describe the list. Like a lot of it is alternative. I think that's that's what I was getting at. But yeah, yeah but like if I hear like an I haven't heard them yet. I, I know a lot of people are making much about uh, Greta Van Fleet, and I want to hear it because everybody's like all beefed up and mad about it. Like they're ripping off Led Zeppelin. I'm like awesome, you know. Like 
I mean, you can be informed by another group, and but I mean, if you're just like trying to sound like them, then call yourself a cover band. But if they're just, I don't know what the controversy is about, but I know everybody's like, oh god, and I'm like, okay, I need to go figure out what that. Well, is. I, I hate, I hate the the idea of ripoffs anyway because it's been happening in music for thousands of yes, years. Yes, yes. And new ripoff the sun. is not. There's, there's, it's a home. It's a, it's an homage. It's been going on for forever. Yes, you know, Brahms quoted Beethoven. Shostakovich quoted Brahms. Mm-hmm. It's been going on forever, and it's not a bad thing, right? Um, and it's very easy to 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 sort of discern if they're borrowing something to pay an homage or they're they're literally rep- ripping it off and presenting it as their own. Well, yeah. If you act like everybody else has head trauma and you're like, here, this is some stairway to heaven. Have you heard it? It's like, well, that's problematic and kind of just basically stupid. But if you're like, yes, we embrace and we acknowledge, like I'm, and I don't even think I have to do that a whole lot of that. I think it's kind of lovely when things kind of come back around music, jeans, cuisine, mm-hmm. shit comes around y'all. I mean, there is nothing new under the sun. Seriously, I defy you to pick on something that's truly original. Original. I mean, it's just. <laughs> yeah. It's with you know anything. What I mean? it's, yeah. yeah, with anything. I mean, like, you know, it, I don't I don't understand the whole things that have to be super organic. And then again, I just think that a lot of people got to get out of bed and want to be bothered by stuff. So. Well, it's context. It's like, like saying it's like saying Star Trek is a ripoff of Star Wars. Not exactly. They just sort of exist within the same realm of content. Star Trek was out before Star Wars, so okay. Uh, and again, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> I don't really. I don't. And, and I like. I loved both. And and I can tell you yeah. back in, in the de- in the days before Fire, that none of us beefed. Like us Star Trek fans, when Star Wars came along, we were like, oh fuck, there's more stuff. Y'all are used to having just stuff rain down from the sky, contents getting shit over a cliff. We were like, oh, my God, another space thing. Fuck. So all of the Trekkies were lining up to go to Star Wars. And I never remember going to my comic book store, nerd hangouts, D&D, anything. Nobody was a versus. We were all like, more stuff. You know, we were like, I don't understand why it's got to be like that now. People are always versus. Well, if you like so and so, you must hate the other thing. I'm like, I don't. How does your brain work? I like all the stuff. You know, comic like, books are also a great example of paying homage. There's a yeah. comic literally titled Justice League Trinity War. Sure. Like, come on. <laughs> like, they yeah. know, they know, but they do it anyway. And it's like, fine. like and again, we're talking about Queen being re- reintroduced, you know, in a different way to people, and them. Con- it's mm-hmm. just so cool to see young fans like loving on queen a little creepy that some of them are lusting after 71 year old brian may and they're 14 but you know um i'm not raising you and i you know that's so i'm gonna now back away from that completely but i'm just saying like it's really cool to see people discovering like david bowie and discovering cohen and discovering you know the guys who established hip-hop and and all of these acts and, and going, oh, and it's cool if they act like they invented it. I don't get offended by that. I don't go, well, let me just tell you how shit works. No one wants to hear from grandma going, well, back in my day, we did blow off the floor in the bathrooms. You have a clean compact and do it better. I'm like, I don't, the ownership thing just always, I'm like, why? It's, it's just so like, weird. it's like you just sort of not, it's like nodding at someone down, like at the end of the, the table and going, yeah, cool, man. Me too. Same. <laughs> Love them. 
yeah. let's be friends, you know, or let's wave at each other at least. It doesn't have to be like knives come out over this stuff. I don't literally don't yeah. understand. My 18-year-old sister went to see Bohemian Rhapsody. And now, and we share Spotify's. Don't tell Spotify. But we share Spotify's. And every time I open Spotify, she's always listening to Queen. Yeah. Like, I, I can look at, like, the recently listened to. And she's always listening to Queen. Like, I've seen Snapchats of her friends in the car listening to Queen. And it's awesome. And then you have, like, shitheads on Twitter being like, oh, you know, everyone's only listening to Queen because this movie came out. And I'm like, yeah. is that such a bad thing? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> yes. That's the whole fucking point of it. You know, the guys who were in Queen wanted you to listen to their music again again no matter your age um, i've been listening to queen before the movie came out so i'm better than everyone else you know i fucked brian in a hotel in 71 <laughs> in chatham england okay great that's such a good story for you um other people can enjoy the music though who didn't have sex with brian may in 1971 like, just calm God. your tits just let people enjoy things. let people love stuff and then also conversely don't be hating on the older fandom who are just being cool and loving stuff and going you're old and you like this music again brian may is 71 years old i think roger taylor's like 69 68 years old. like stop being ageist uh elder speak cretins Okay, stop talking down to us. We can fucking hear you. We're not all deaf just automatically. Okay. Um so that's what that's where I'm with the music thing. I don't I don't hate modern music. I just I think I finally I was thinking about this question of I don't listen to the radio. I don't go really out much. I'm in my lair. It'll be like and I will be watching um 80s music is very popular because now people are making Films about the good old timey days of the eighties. Ah, yes, the eighties. I graduated from high school in eighty two. Y'all, fuck yourself. And like they're like, oh, this is ancient music from the oldie times. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Because I was watching Sex Education, and um, a lot of it's just my soundtrack. And I was like, what era is this set in? And it's like set in modern times, but I'm like, oh, somebody from my age probably directed this movie or produced it. Mm-hmm. But I hear a lot of like old uh, other stuff and I'm like, oh, and I'll re-remember Cream or I'll remember Bad Company. And and then when people get, get all over that and loved that and then they remake it, I'm like, how fucking awesome. But I'm also open to like, I think what I loved about this list that you gave me is everybody seems relatively young and fresh. So these are the sounds that they're making. And I, I love mm-hmm. that about it. Cause I don't, this was like, I walked into a completely different store in the mall and I was like, what is this? It's all Danishes made into dresses. It's weird and fun and I don't understand it, but I'm going to stay here until I do. So I do love that about it. I think yeah. I've got honey buns on the brain. We'll get to why that is. Let's just talk about it right now. Andre has a new YouTube channel. And if there's any indication from the first two videos I've seen, one's already put. Po- Did you post the second one? They're not posted yet. No. The content that I've already seen, because I got pre-screeners because I'm in the Andre Academy. <laughs> you got screeners. I'm in the, you literally did that. That's what they are. <laughs> the Maggle Hayes Academy for peoples, for the pansexuals. Uh, I got my screeners and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I just love my screeners. So I love that. I don't get treated to those. This felt like I felt special. I was like, I'm going to see content that y'all don't. 
Um, it's going to be I'm fun. I'm glad I could help. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about uh, the lies you've been telling about yourself this entire time. <laughs> the lies. <laughs> so I don't know if it's just because I'm older or I you don't get a word in edgewise. Because we text a lot. We don't really talk, talk a lot. Yes. But sometimes when we're getting off the podcast after we've you know called cut on this, I'll try to engage Andre in conversation just to chitty chat with him. And I always feel like he's just like trying to get away from me. He's just trying to just like, <gasps> what? No. <laughs> I'm like, am I like, am I, is it like the Rachel Maddow, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell handoff where Uncle Larry's just like, Rachel's just trying to leave the building and he's just like, but let me just say something one more time. She's like, I just did an hour on TV. And he's like, but let me just tell you one more time. She's like, Uncle Larry, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta leave. I gotta, I gotta go home. I feel my cat. No. So I feel like I was like, so then you sent me my screeners and then you're just so like this whole person. And again, you should sue Dan Levy for ripping off your, or maybe Dan should sue you anyway. Um, like you are David from Schitt's Creek. And I'm just like, (laughs) I was playing this uh, while we were laying in bed this morning and it was just like, it was so entertaining. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. I just need my coffee in, you know? My honey bun, and I'll be like consuming this. So, why did you I, lie about who you are, Miss Rosetta? <laughs> I'm Kathy Bates and Coven lies. I did it. Okay, in my defense, I didn't lie about anything, but I, you know, I'm well, just well, yes, but okay. Like to put it in context, we've known each other for since July, July or which August, is, yeah. Uh, it's like it's not six, long. seven months. That's not long. Um, and I think we're still getting to know each other almost. Sure, that's true. That's um, true. So it's it's this weird little thing I do <laughs> where like different parts of me come out with different people. Yeah, no. Like with my family and my friends, I am more the person you see on those videos. Um, and not not to say that I'm not comfortable around you guys, but it's like it's it's not something I do voluntarily, you know, it's kind of just has to be in the right moment, in the right setting, in the right situation. Uh-huh. Cause I definitely don't act like that in school. Really? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you're just like, what? So what you're saying is <laughs> what I'm taking from this explanation uh-huh. is that I suppress you in some way. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying that you suppress me. I'm just kidding. If anything, I suppress myself, um, which is the big reason why I started this new YouTube channel. And I talk about it in the the first video I posted today is that on my my music YouTube channel, which you've seen more of, that's a side of me that's very... I I hold myself to a a very, like, serious and professional standard when I talk about that stuff um, because that's that's just how I am, especially if it's going to be something that I want to work in. Podcast knows nothing about being professional if you've read the reviews. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're just a boob and his neighbor doing a podcast, y'all. Woo! Oh, Becky. Anyway. um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but in some ways, like, I've wanted to do more i want to i've wanted to do videos for a long time that didn't have to do anything with music but the one thing that i've taken away from doing research on how to do a youtube channel and how to beat this goddamn youtube algorithm that does not like me Mm. is to try to keep some semblance of a focus of content um and it's also been a a bravery thing almost because it's hard for me to put myself out in in that sort of way yeah but at at some point i've just kind of i mean even Back in the summer, before I met you guys, when I decided to make 
you know, covers of me singing stuff or like recording myself doing arrangements and stuff. That took a lot of self-confidence and a lot of pushing on my part because I'm I'm very self-conscious about this stuff. And, you know, at one point I was like, I don't who cares if anyone sees it? This is for me. And yeah. if, if if someone likes it, great. That's the point of this. I like how you um, say that in that first video so eloquently and so well. And I, I totally relate to that. I mean, one of the things we have a podcast and, and we're uh, people won't believe this about me, but I'm kind of introverted. I don't really like to go out and like mix and mingle amongst the people. This is fun. I came from radio. I understand this. I'm comfortable here. Ian's a true introvert. But I'm that introvert ex- that looks like a the that presents as extrovert. I think you and I have mm-hmm. that kind of common with each other. Oh, definitely, definitely. I'm an introvert with around people I don't know, yeah. uh, which I'm sure many can relate to. Um, but yeah, but now that I sort of started this new channel, and I again, I I really don't care if if anyone or no one watches it. It's more for me. This YouTube algorithm sucks anyway, and I can't seem to beat it. Um, well, it's kind but, of the decks are the decks are really stacked against you on YouTube, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's unless just, you're Logan just, Paul and you're pointing at like, you know, inappropriate shit. I mean, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna punch through that fucking scene. Or saying you're going gay for a month. Yeah. Oh, if you didn't get rid of him before then, maybe you should now. But I don't know, maybe you love that kind of shit. I don't. So. Uh but anyway, but yeah, it I mean, as I also say in, in the the, the video is that I also have a love for filming and editing and, and it's another reason why I started my music channel. But again, at some point it becomes restrictive to the kind of stuff I can put out there. So I said, you know, why not just put this side channel on here and I can post literally whatever I, I want and yeah. have a good time doing it. No pressure. Just, yeah. So that's exactly why we did the podcast. Honestly, it was like, it was, you know, we don't have to talk about TV and film. Mostly we talk about TV, but I, like, you know, I like that we kind of are branching out and doing the same here. Right? Yeah. What's the score? Oh, it's over. Who won? The Rams won. Oh, LA. Although I love the Saints. They're awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so um this is a clunky transition. It wasn't that I'm not caring. Uh so uh, I think we should talk about the videos once you're they're up. I feel like I want to do that next sure. week. Because I have, yeah. there's some things here I had in my notes, like I wanted to talk about them, but I want them to be up for a, like a, a bit before I talk about them. But I have okay. questions. I have lots of questions. And I'll have more <laughs> questions. Great. Because that was just the ones off the top of my head you see in the notes here. I'm like, mm, no, there's, there's yeah. so many other things. There's so many. Uh, <laughs> especially on the second screener. Talk about that Kroger ostrich. At um, so... Uh, here's one thing that I don't know. I'm going to ask you guys advice. What, do you, what is your first impression of vegans? When someone says they're vegan, do you A, roll your eyes, B, roll your eyes, or C, roll your eyes, but then go, well, look at Anya. I can't do that. Or, or D, D, roll your neck. Or roll your neck. Because I feel like <laughs> no one ever goes, oh, you're vegan. Yay. Unless another, you're a vegan. Right? Yeah, unless it's another vegan. I don't, I'm, if someone says they're vegan, I'm like, okay, whatever. But secretly in your heart, you're like, no, 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 I don't hold any ill will, I guess. <laughs> um, mostly because a lot, uh, like some of my family are vegan. I don't think they are anymore. Um, but at least the vegans I've known, they're not, they're not the kind of vegans that you think would sort of come for your throat 
if that makes sense. But yeah, and I, I feel like there's a whole. I mean, again, and I think it's fine if you're passionate about being a vegan. I get why people are. I mean, like it's. I get the passion. I totally, I totally understand it. Especially yeah. if you're like wanting to live in a cruelty-free world, even though you know we can talk about what happens with farming and the cruelty that goes on there. I mean, I've seen all the sides of the argument. Or just yeah, or just how about you know the the production or the the picking sure. of the stuff. So. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like the people who you know oh, pick no. your kale and your veg- fruit and vegetables. I mean, they're not having a good time. Uh, well, they're not allowed to do it now, so you know <laughs> maybe you guys are feeling better about that break. Is someone walking it from the field to somewhere because I don't know. it's being transported and using fossil fuels? So. That's true. But, but I'm not going to pick on. Vegan. Vegans, I just I feel like it is a noble thing to no. be, but I also don't want to vilify meat eaters. So the reason I'm bringing this up at all is that I am compl- contemplating not going vegan per se, but going like vegetarian mostly. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of uh, I'm going to try to do it in 2019, not as a resolution, but because I just don't like the taste of meat. I I like a steak every once in a while, but you live with me. I don't really. I'm not really a. Yeah. Like, I pick the chicken out of my Caesar salad, but I like the dressing, and I know that's anchovies in there. I understand what's happening. I'm not, like, going, Ugh. I can't, yeah. I can't, I'm not coming at this from a soapbox, so don't get me wrong. But I'm just like, you know, I finally live in a place, I tried to be a vegetarian for uh, a long time ago in a place where it was impossible to be a vegetarian. Like, with all the farmer's markets around me, you would think it would have been easier, but just like... I was super busy. I worked a lot of hours. Being a vegetarian was crazy. I would like go to like a fast food place like McDonald's and say, hey, can you give me a hamburger and leave the hamburger out of it with all all the condiments on it and I'll still pay the same price. And they'd be like, do what now? <laughs> Why? And then you'd like, you pull it off, but then you're like, now I've got this, I'm wasting this meat, you know? Yeah. And this is crazy. And then I would try to do it at home. Which that worked out, but then I didn't understand what vegetarianism <laughs> was, so I got super anemic. Um, but we kind of live in a place where it's all around me, and I think I'm going to give it a go. At least vegetarianism. I'll let me some butter. But I understand what goes on in the dairy industry. Trust me. Um, my grandparents were dairy farmers, and it is definitely not the same um, business and industry that they were in. And I'm trying to like be aware of like the whole factory thing, and and I'm you know I've always been aware about how my food gets to my plate. I know that the I know there's a lot of torture and pain and shit that goes into like feeding me. So I'm trying to like be that person, not trying to be a better person and levitate above the rest of y'all because the, what I weigh, yeah. I ain't getting off the ground anytime soon. <laughs> um, <clears throat> even if I had the powers, I still be like it's not working. So. I, you know, it's kind of like just like kind of letting you guys know I want to try that. I'm going to let you, I'm going to dip in here every once in a while and tell you, like, when, if I'm struggling. But you made me like uh, vegetarian nachos today when you were doing the game. Well, you made I mean, yourself some. Somewhat vegetarian. Not even vegetarian. It had cheese on it, though. Well, that's vegetarian. It's not vegan. That's vegetarian. Yeah. Oh, really? You can eat cheese? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm this thing and I, can, I cannot do blah. I'm just saying, like, just sans meat for now. I think you have to ramp yeah, into just not these like things. a steak and you know barbecue chicken every day. Right, right. I don't see myself being like one hundred percent either one of those things. So I'm mm. never going to go. I'm a vegan. I'm a vegetarian. I'm trying vegetarianism light. Yeah. No, I get <laughs> it because like? I I want to try to go, you know, maybe eighty five percent more vegetables. Yeah. You know, and not have, you know, yeah. meat every single day. And just reading all of these, um, 
these blogs and stuff, there's some, I mean, vegetarianism has moved on since I tried it. Like, I'm just like on Pinterest going, hell yeah, I will do this stuff. I just don't think I need to be like, here's my guess, my thing to people who are vegans and vegetarians who are pushing these recipes. I don't, you don't have to beat me over the head. I'm, I'm trying to join you. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to understand and be with you. So can you stop hitting me over the head, you know, while I'm trying to like, be cool with you. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm kind of running into like, okay. It's like, I love Final Draft. I've been using Final Draft since what? 1997, 98. The product's been around for a long time. And then I get it every year and I do the update and then they just come at me all frothy. And I'm like, and I actually know the person who's sending it to me. Like it's actually from a writing store in Hollywood. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> I've already bought the product. Why are you like, you need to buy I'm Like you're trying you're writing this guilting. You actually literally know all of us by first name. Can you just focus on this for a minute? I'm on your side. I bought your product. That's a kind of a weird example, but it's like, you know, right. Just kind of like, why are y'all like that? I get it. You want don't want animals to suffer. I totally understand your point of view. I'm trying it. Mm-hmm. Can I try it without the lecture? You know. <laughs> like well, you I mean, when I, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, no. but I, I I was just gonna say like um like last year when I just decided to stop eating red meat, I still ate you know like chicken and pork, but even not eating red meat has a lot more um impacts on your health than you think. Like you're more right. energetic. You sleep easier. You feel just lighter in general. I don't know what it is, but like I kind of get it because you know, like you go to a restaurant, you eat a steak, and after you're just like bleh and bloated, and didn't get that for the longest time, and it was great. And I just ease myself back into it, not feeling too bad for it. I think that the the thing that gets people is that they did just cut it out immediately, which yeah. I think is which is why <clears> you want to yeah. just bring it back a little yeah i just want to like slow it down yeah i'm not gonna and i think like making these big stance i think for me that worked with smoking um but i think like you have to eat you don't have to smoke you Mm -hmm. have to eat and i think you know i want to be able to prepare these it's not just and also just it's being a vegetarian is not just have salads that's dumb you're not gonna live off of like iceberg lettuce every day (laughs) here's a baked potato like you know there's just i'm just looking at like how do you how are you getting these nutrients and what tastes good and what is it you know this lentil burger looks awesome and like what are you eating when you're going out and you also don't i never want to be this person this is where you will get my neck rolling when you go out to dinner with somebody and you ask them, I do, before you go out, you're like, do you have any, like, things that you don't eat? Are you kosher, gluten-free, vegetarian, vegan? Oh, no, I'll eat anything. And then you get out with a bitch, and then just like, I don't, I don't eat things that have a face. And I don't, have, <laughs> I don't eat things that are left-handed. I don't eat anything that has, like, gills. I'm like, why are you out of your house with me right now wasting my time? <laughs> Yeah. Because now we got to sit here and like, so I don't, I'm not going to be that bitch. I want to be able to find something rolling wherever I am. And I feel like that is just, you have to study up on it. You have to be able to be, I never want to make that announcement like at all. Everybody's ordering something. Oh, don't you want to? No, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to see what the salad's about. I want to see what this, you know, these noodles are about. I'm going to see what this thing is about over here. Mm-hmm. I just don't yeah. like the taste of meat, though. The number one thing is we are, I would think we would budgetarily, like, maybe save some money if I just, I don't want to, I don't want us to have to, you know? Yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
And like, I want you can grill out pineapple and you can grill out like all kinds of vegetables are delicious grilled. If you're having a cookout, I'm like, throw me a slab of something, something, something on there, you know? Doesn't need to be, I just, you know, I can still come to your barbecue. I yeah. grew up with barbecue, yo. So I might dip in there. I'm just saying, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm announcing it. <laughs> I'm doing the actual opposite that I was going to say. I was doing such a fucking hypocrite. But I'm just, you know, you know, pray to the great um, panini in the sky that doesn't have meat on it. That I'll be, I just want to see what it's like. So, all right. So I have a big announcement to make. Me and Ian have finally cleaned out every single closet and drawer in the house. Can we get some applause for that? Did we? Oh, yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah. Everything. <laughs> Did we? <laughs> yesterday. He was supposed to do it. He was gonna, we were putting it off to today. We had this linen closet, this massive built-in linen closet in the hallway. And he finally cleaned out all the... Like the was, bottom part. We did the top part during What are the there, week. like, is there 10 junk drawers in there or something? Yeah. I've just... We found, like, a hand and a treasure map and an old... You know, pirate ear. There's just so many. Why we found stuff in there that I was like, "What is all of this stuff?" But it was cool because now we finally, we finally called everything. So I feel like I'm in a good place. I put all of my our sheets and stuff in these. Uh, you can see oh, through these, them. Yeah, these baskets. So we these got little from... bins. Yeah, we got from Bed Bath and Beyond. Please sponsor us and um, shove them up there. So. I feel good about everything. Why does that feel so good that we've cleaned everything out and I know that? I walk around like... And then a bunch of the old shit that was up there we took to to the donation center. We did. I'll, and again, it's been raining here uh, and a lot of people have were outdoors during this like downpour this past week. And we were just talking about them one night. Like We know in Santa Monica, uh, people go around and pick up people and give them shelter. But I just think, you know, those people, their bed linens and stuff that they have out in the open... Those get soaked, you know. They're not going to go over to their linen closet and pull out something. So it was kind of perfect timing to be able to give away so many linens and towels um, to an organization that actually will help uh, help some people out. Because our local shelter pulls from the Goodwills and Salvation Armies for these kinds of things at this time. So that felt good. Somebody else, nobody's, those, those things were taped up. Your mom taped them up yeah, that, with no moving one, tape. No one was going to be using those. So I'm glad someone got some use out of those. And they're all fresh laundered. It's all nice. It's good. There you go. So all 2009 house goals, what? Uh, the yard, the sofa, and the bed. So, and we're going to consult with, um, with Andre when he visits on a couple of these. I just, you know, get some fresh Oh, yeah. Eyes. Yeah, I'll have blueprints with me, so don't worry. <laughs> He's going to cat it out. <laughs> He's 3D the backyard. Now, here's what you can... What's the budget? Nothing. Zero. <laughs> My two hands. That's the budget. <laughs> we can... Okay, well, here's here's the 3D renderer of your house. So I was thinking... <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. I, I, would, I think that you would be that person. Oh, I am. So what else is going on with everybody this week? What else uh, happened? Uh, the Spider-Man trailer came out. Yes. It looked dope. Have you seen it? Nope. What? <gasps> oh, my God. I feel like we left a brother behind. What oh, Spider-Man no. is this? Is this? Uh... This is the second Tom Holland oh, Spider-Man. Right. MCU Spider-Man, yeah. So cool. they go to Europe. 
Who was the guy at the end? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> well, <laughs> who was Jake you playing? You mean the character, yeah. yeah. Well, it, um, he was playing a uh, famous Spider-Man villain, uh, Mysterio. Um, oh. Yeah, which was interesting because we didn't know for certain for a long time if he was actually in the movie. It was a rumor for the longest time. Um, and I think this trailer finally confirmed it. I may be wrong because I know they had... Uh, like a Comic-Con or something in Brazil where they showed the trailer like two weeks ago. And uh-huh. I think he was there. So, But what I, found, what I found interesting was when I watched it, well, first of all, I was in my 8.30 music class in the morning and Tom Holland was live streaming the trailer on his Instagram story. I saw that, yeah. So I was like in class <laughs> with my headphones in. We, were, we weren't doing anything. They were just... I, I had a break essentially, so I wasn't like ignoring my teacher or whatever. Um, but I was like trying to do it, and like I couldn't get the reception, and it kept skipping. I'm like, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. But then like 30 minutes later, Marvel posted it on YouTube, so it was fine. <laughs> I think he was aware because he tweeted something out. He's like, here you go, guys. Sorry about it. like something was happening. There was some sort of interference for other people. There was such large outcry. Yeah, there was some yeah. some guys made a, a video, like a three minute video. It was basically a parody of them like screaming and asking Marvel to release the <laughs> release the trailer. And then Tom Holland replied on Twitter and he said, "Let me talk to Sony about it." And then the next day he said, "Well, I talked to Sony and we think we can get the trailer out soon." Um, and like on his Instagram life, he was like, "Okay, well, Sony just sent me something. Um, it's like about a minute long." I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, it's probably cute. another marketing tactic, which they've been great at. Like that one time Robert Downey Jr. Um, asked Marvel on Twitter if they could push back the release of Infinity War one week. And Marvel was like, sure, when? And Robert Downey was like, oh, April 27th, if you don't mind. And like, sure. And then they released the poster with a new date on it. Um, oh, wow. That that's fun. cute. Yeah. See, before you, I didn't know any things happened. I didn't know how vast this world. Now I get all the pop cultural jokes about the, these worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm in yeah. on the joke now. <laughs> they just, they use Tom Holland to no end for their marketing. Because I think the first Infinity War poster was revealed in an Instagram live. Again, with Tom Holland opening the, like the, the poster from Marvel showing it to the camera and on the back of the poster, it said confidential do not show. And (laughs) that's hilarious. Yeah. We all thought it was accidental and then more of that stuff kept happening. And I was like, Oh, it's, it's a clever marketing ploy, but it it works. How clever is, you know, this studio for embracing where they are in history? I mean, they they released a trailer for a character that died in their last movie, so they're pretty confident about where they are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes, there's that. But there's also just how they're using, how they're just so, like, if anybody's doing, they're probably the masters of how they're marketing this stuff. Like, they used to be, here's a poster, everything's self-important, here's a superhero movie, they're wearing capes. And now it's just like, it's fun, it's light, they're playful. And I feel like Robert Downey Jr. kind of brought that because he's uh, had oh, yeah. that built-in sense of humor. Bitch had been to prison. <laughs> he was like, I'm ready for jokes. I'm ready to like make some money and just like share this. Like he brought his sensibility to it. And I feel like and the, only and the fandom lends to that because they want to be involved. I mean, they yeah. do, you know, they do the whole 
you know, the cons and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I had to cosplay. Say. And so it's like you bring them into the experience. It's not just going to the theater and watching the, the thing. You know mm-hmm. who needs a job at one of these studios and who's just a master at like using social media is Joe Mazzello. Joe Mazzello has taken just he's just getting extra life out of his Ben Cardi cardboard cutout bin thing like there's just i love it when actors just like take something and just run with it and like nobody's actually paying joe to do this he's just like having a good old time i feel like there are people who are just like running with stuff and we're just relating and i'm like somebody get joe an executive job at one of these studios because he's hilarious as shit and uh he knows what he's doing so and i love i love tom holland i think we like he's relatable we like him we feel like he's very approachable you Mm -hmm. know and then that's when i start worrying about his safety (laughs) <laughs> yeah but it, yeah i mean like mark marvel has definitely had a lot of trial and error when it comes to their marketing um because i like to do this funny little thing where i go back and watch trailers for really old movies uh-huh. and some of them compared to the trailers the kind of trailers we get now is just like this is so incredibly bad or cheesy yeah because if you look at like the the trailer for the first avengers movie it was like rock and roll music and it like at every title card was like thor captain america iron man and then like they'd leave black widow out because she's a woman um and they're like <laughs> avengers she May. was menstruating and they didn't want her to like cause chaos so yeah yeah no. exactly but then like the second avengers trailer they they propped it up like a horror movie. Like you watch it back and it's got like a, a children's voice and you're just like, what the Come hell is play. this? Exactly. Yeah. It's so and this weird. is why I never watched those movies again until like they, the franchise stopped being so shitty and mm-hmm. stopped being so self-important, you know, like, well, you're yeah. in cancer over here. You are not. And then it started like really having a good time. And I think that's why I'm so glad all that happened before we got Aquaman because, that bitch has always had like a bad time in history. Like Aquaman has just had his head kicked in. He's a green lantern, like getting his head kicked in. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Now we can be cool. Now we can like, you know, so yeah. Cause the, the fact of the matter is more people are going to see the trailer than the actual movie. That's with true. Anything. Um, and it's funny because I, I did a long time ago. I watched a video. It was a video essay on why the music of the Marvel cinematic universe is forgettable or not as impactful and it was made in i think 2015 or 16 um and it doesn't really touch on it but like again if you look back at all the trailers even both avengers trailers they did not use what everyone knows as the avengers theme then you get an infinity war trailer and they they very highly use it because they've learned from that mistake because if you look back at like the star wars trailers or the harry potter trailers both of those trailers use music and themes from the movie. Mm. Same thing with like Indiana Jones. A lot of the early movies, like like Jaws, space, like that kind of stuff. Right. So it's it really speaks to how powerful marketing could be, like in terms of the audience. It's being oh, absolutely. Made for, so. Yeah, it's a whole other. It's a whole. It's a whole gang. That, yeah. That's that's the mafia of mm-hmm. you know of the entertainment business. Is that that whole trailer thing. And when you like, again, we saw the trailer for American Gods talking about trailers where you're like your expectations there. We've been hearing a lot of rumblings about how problematic season two has been. Brian Fuller leaves. I keep like leaking showrunners like every three days. There's like a new showrunner. Neil Gaiman wasn't happy with, uh, wasn't thoroughly happy with season one, although we all loved it. But, and we love his book. So it's like, what's happening? Mom and dad are fighting. And then the trailer comes out and you're like, you're hoping that, that, that the, 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 content as good as the trailer 
And mm-hmm. that was always my thing is I would see this really self-important trailer with the Marvel stuff and be like, yeah, skip that shit. Like skip it like by years. Skip it by <laughs> I met Andre in July of 2018 and went, okay, I'll watch it. It's been out like, what, 20 years, 10 years. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch it backwards from the backwards. Thing. <laughs> I'm still glad I did it. I'm still owning it. I'm still proud of it. Yeah, um, but the the one thing that that interested me with this trailer is the sort of the implications it has from Avengers Endgame, which is obviously coming before it, because a lot of people point out that there is a very noticeable absence of Tony Stark in it because he was so very present in the first Spider Man movie. Yeah, um, someone pointed out like the check that Happy comes in with at the very beginning is signed by Pepper Potts and not Tony Stark. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, there's there's this there's a line Happy says that he says like you're all alone now or something like that. So it and but here's the thing. I say all of this and Marvel has its eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah. And they know exactly totally what we're bugged, expecting. If they were gonna bug somebody's house, it'd be yours. But what 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 is funny is like I'm thinking about people have been placing okay, does this movie take place before Infinity War? Like, does Far From Home end with with Tom Holland getting on the bus, essentially. And I think Kevin Feige has sort of uh, brushed away that theory. But again, can they be trusted? We don't know. Are they going to pull an AHS apocalypse on us? Are they just going to fix the timeline and everything's fine now? We don't yeah. know. Yeah. So. Well, but again, I didn't feel like, you know, I knew it was a fix in, in uh, American Horror Story, but I didn't mind it. And it didn't feel like it was sutured oh, up, no. you know? No, not at all. It didn't, it didn't feel weird and off to me. So, so we'll, yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was really excited for it because now that I know what all of this is, I'm glad I got caught up. I'm grateful for you. And I kind of, I'm like, okay, I know what all this stuff is about. And I can, I can be in on the, yeah, like you can like, you'll see the, the new trailers for like Game of Thrones and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait for April. Uh, or maybe not. You really actually probably won't do that about Game of Thrones because you'll probably be on season three. Um. <laughs> Wait. So when does the new season come out? You said April. April. Okay. I mean, like you have to wheel through seven seasons. Yeah, seven. What is it, like twelve episodes? Ten to twelve episodes. BT Dubs. You know, there's some. If you're into Jon Snow, that's gonna pay off for you. Just saying. It's gonna pay. Okay. I accept that challenge. Um. I mean, and again, like I would try to, the one thing I love about Game of Thrones is I'll say my favorite character is Arya and Tyrion and then, but then there's so many good performances in this. Like there's no one character who like, you're just like, oh my God, when he's on screen, you're like, oh my God, like everybody, everybody shows up, everybody shows up for their gig and they're so, then you start, you're going down this, this rabbit hole over here. Like when you meet this house and these people and this thing, and you're like, Oh shit, what's happening? Like it's, I have to say it's still going to, it's a cultural phenomenon for me because I've never seen anything like it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just, I had never seen anything done this way and this well, really good shit. And again, you're right. That first, I think the pilot, if you look at the rest of the series, the pilot isn't as strong as the rest of it. So uh, I'm going to get my recommendation list real quick. I don't have a whole lot of them. Sex education. That's I good. Loved it. I thought it was awesome. Uh, you came in on the tail end of it. You didn't, you didn't miss a whole lot. The first two or three episodes are like, yeah. eh. 
Julian Anderson's drinking wine. Otis can't jerk off. It's a whole thing. But they do handle um, sex themes kind of head on. Pardon the pun. Pun intended. I don't know. But they really handle, um, not and not just the male um, ethos and not just the female ethos. They're talking about like a lot of things. There's a lot of... There's just a lot of cool themes that I I appreciated about it. And I think if I had had this series, I mean, don't get me wrong, if I'd had any of this when I was a kid, I wouldn't have felt so shamed by the Baptist. <laughs> I love the Baptist <laughs> church. I'm not shitting on you guys. I'm just saying the particular Baptist church in my, you know, that I was hit over the head with. It's like, you want to hail if you dance. If you move your hips, you're going to hail. So much less me having a crush on, like, black people because that was like... <sighs> You're going to hell for liking the black people. So, you know, I, of course, have to have a black boyfriend. Uh, well, no, the first boyfriend was gay. The second boyfriend was black. So there you have it. Um, good job, guys. But, like, if I had had, like, these these um, characters to guide me, and what I love about sex education is they have a gay African teen who's unapologetically out whose family is not shaming him they're just worried about him and the world there's no like shaming of eric's character they're just there's a very concerned family union who's like we all love you we don't want you to get hurt Mm -hmm. and then something happens and you're like this is what your dad was worried about you know and like he gets it like that kind of we're now we're getting a little bit past that watermark of mom I'm gay. It's more like okay you're gay, but I'm worried about you. Like real world 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 stuff that parents of pan and bi and gay and trans yeah. and other children are out. That you're worried about them. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know. the I went through that exact same thing with my parents. Because when when I first came out, for the longest time, they they didn't want me posting anything on Twitter or Instagram about it. I remember wanting to post like an anniversary photo with my then boyfriend and then being like, no, don't do that. And it was funny because the the thing about it was, um, you know, if you're looking for a job and someone like a manager sees it and they're not going to hire you. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But also if if they don't hire me based on that, that I probably don't want to work there to begin with. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) I mean, there is that. I I get it. And and, and, and and your parents, you know, they're coming from a different place of, well, maybe there's only so many jobs and maybe there's so many opportunities, but, but I'm with you. I'm, I'm definitely with you. Like you, I don't want to be a member of a club that would have me as a member. It's an old Groucho Marx Mm -hmm. joke. You know, it's like, if you don't want me to be myself, then, and that's taken me to 54 years old to figure out that, no, I don't want to do your thing. And no, I don't want to. And it's like, I took my, I, I took my LinkedIn down. People are like, do you have a resume? I'm like, if you're asking me for a resume, you haven't been paying attention to what it is that I can do for you. So you need to move on and use someone else, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I can I can give you my resume directly in this email. I don't need to have a presence on this fucking website for someone to stalk me and know mm-hmm. shit about me that they don't need to be known about me. Okay. If other people feel opposite, awesome. Seriously, I'm not shitting on you for having a LinkedIn profile, but for me, I just felt like the way I operate and the clients that I do have, it's word of mouth. You know what I've done. You've seen my work. We good. And I also. My clients, some of them are pretty fucking conservative. They don't know a lot of stuff about me. So I feel it both ways. If I had a child who was panned by gay, trans, 
are just an unusual cisgendered kid, I don't know. I would probably be a nervous wreck because people are, I would feel exactly the way your parents probably feel on some level. You know, I feel like I would be like, do you have to let people know because now you're a target and I can't be there to protect you because people are terrible and shitty. You know, I feel like this about my husband who leaves the house and goes through Mm. certain neighborhoods. Because I'm brown. Because he's brown. Frankly, and, and we live in a pretty large metro, one of the largest cities on the planet, and people still will do shit. So, yeah, I, yeah, I get really nervous about that. We go to certain neighborhoods where it's like, well, the only bound people are the help. Right. So it's like. Right. And it's know. just, it's really strange. It's, it's, so yeah. But I loved how they handled it back to such a sex education. I re- I was like, this is lovely that. They're not shaming Eric. It's the whole question is not like it's wrong for you to be gay. And his church accepted him. He's at church with his African family. I don't know what their faith. I didn't pay attention to what the the faith was. I feel like they were they were a Christian church, but I don't know what uh, derivation uh, denomination they were. But like the the minister welcomed and the, the family was gathered around him. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad we're having this on screen. Mm. You know, and Eric, um, Eric's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's Nakate Gatwa who plays Eric. He, like, it was really important for him to put this on screen, you know. Same thing with Dan Levy, who's doing uh, David Rose. It was important for him. He said, I wish I had had these things when I was growing up. So as a showrunner of Shit's Creek, I wanted to put David out there in a way that... I wanted to see as a teen. So finally, um, the creators of these shows are now becoming the people who, you know, can have a stronger voice and can direct content and also write for straight characters and write for other characters and write for other things. And yeah, I like sex. I also just love anything that Gillian Anderson is doing. I love how she just said, fuck you, X-Files. I mean, and again, I'm a longtime lover of X-Files. I love how she just said, y'all ain't going to pay me right. You ain't going to do me right. I love David Duchovny. I love Chris Quarter. I love all y'all. But I'm bouncing because basically the British people love me and I'm going to go do sex education. And now I'm playing the prime minister on the crown. So bounce. She dunked on all those people and she's lovely in this. She's the mom you want her to ha- you want to have, you know. Sans maybe multiple dudes coming in and up and in the house, you know. Maybe get a back door. Maybe just just get a back door. Just get a back door to the house. Just saying. Just get just get a back back entrance way. That is a euphemism as well. Um, and also, Aza Butterfield is Otis. I loved everybody in this cast. Just a lovely cast. Crazy ex girlfriend. We are caught up mostly. The season's not over. I don't think so. I think it ends in... This is the series finale. It's the series finale. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Have you ever watched it, Andre? Mm-mm. I'm not, I don't know that you necessarily need to see the series, although I think that you would love it. Um, but just the fact that they burst into Broadway songs, but the Broadway songs are hilarious <laughs> because Rachel Bloom is hilarious. And because I have myself had a long time hatred of cats, the musical, she also has a long time hatred of cats. And then they just, the last, one of the last episodes was just the cats were in her like dreams and haunting her. Um, it's just, if you do nothing but just go on like Google and look up like crazy girlfriend songs, they run the gamut. 
the uh, California Christmas Time is probably one of my favorite Crazy Ex-Girlfriend songs. There's many. There was a, a like a Western rodeo themed one in this last season, and it was good. It was, it was pretty funny. Well, the the one that I loved was that Rachel has a yeast infection, and several cats show up to sing about it. Um, so that's pretty funny. Um, it's just a funny show. Just saying. Um, eighth grade. Got to see it. Eighth grade. It's now on Prime. If you have Prime, uh, can we talk about? Is it Elsie? Elsie Fisher. I was so I don't know. Again, is it menopause? Is it just me? Is the content good? <laughs> All of these things. I was so emotional after after watching eighth grade. My eighth grade came rushing back to me. Um, and when today I teared up when I was watching my screener that you sent me of your your first episode was it you say something that the character says in the movie. Oh really? It's all about talking to your future self. Um only oh. it's the painful framing of eighth grade. You know, we know that middle mm-hmm. school years, is, that's just like the gauntlet. Like you're basically, <laughs> yes. you're a Christian. Yep. There's a gladiator there. They're opening a, a gate and then the lion is running at you. You're like, oh, fuck, I have to sit with those people in the cafeteria. It's just, yes, <sighs> all of that shit just, and something that Elsie said on the prom- uh, promotional tour of it is like, once you hit eighth grade, like, you know, that for the, the rest of your life, like it's eighth grade in high school. I can say this, you know, even at this age, like things never stop being your middle school and high school years in a way. Everything after that is just kind of a re- repetition of that. People are still petty. They're cliquish. Yeah. I mean, I blocked out most of middle school, so. Me too. It came yeah. rushing back when I was watching this. I was like, oh, I have suppressed so much. I'm a weeping <laughs> mess. Oh, yeah. So I have to say that. And then I'm going to close out with my recommendations and let you guys talk some more. But Fire Festival docs are out. I remember when this imploded because um, I was following it a little bit. Again, I was writing um, in, in comedy writing and in a lot of stuff that I write, pop culture, I will watch something consume something usually against my will so that you can you can reference it or understand other jokes or correct somebody else's joke or or freshen a joke if you will so you have to know what like what's happening right again that's why i also know about a lot of music is because you want to be aware when you're writing comedy what's happening so i watched this fire festival thing like just fall apart live on social media and, you know, I'm, I was with a lot of people like watching all of these white trustafarians just like lose their shit. These these influencers just like screaming and running in a circle. And to be honest, I'm a primitive camper and I can pretty much and a redneck and I can make do. But I think I would have been <laughs> what happened to those kids was kind of pretty shitty. It's kind of shitty, you know, even though they signed up for it. But. You've got to watch both of them. I would watch them Hulu first and then the Netflix one. The, it's not just about watching a bunch of Trustafarian children get, you know, um, abandoned on an island and scammed. And it wasn't even a, really an island. It's just an offshoot of a larger landmass. Um, but just watching this dude operate, this guy named Billy, he's Trump. 
he's you understand Donald Trump so much better when you watch Billy operate. I can't it's still I'm still processing what I saw. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it's not so you go in for like a bunch of like beautiful um kids with money get ripped off again. I'm with the the comedian who said, if you have thousands of dollars to go see Blink-182, this is Darwinism at its finest. Yeah, if you you spent that much money to see Blink-182. Also, I think the the Twitter joke um, that I made at the time was when Blink-182 bounces, shit's fucked. You know, I love Blink-182, but they kind of need the gig. So when the band that needs the gig bounces something's wrong. (laughs) Like something's horribly wrong. That's like basically pulling the fire alarm is like, Oh shit. I would have been like, probably like straight. Also, I don't go to music festivals, uh, large groups of people. It sounds like hell. There's no place that it's just swampy body mass and shit. Also, one of the documentaries makes the point that I've always said about, because I was in the event industry for years, is that I just human beings in an open, just it's not, it's not cool, man. I know what eight people can do in a campsite, because I usually do the shitters and the fire rings. That many people shoved into a space, even when you've planned it for a couple of years, is still at best a shit show. Like, it's just, no one shows you the aftermath of Coachella, or no one showed the pictures of Woodstock, the first one. People died. It was horrible. It was And they usually plan terrible. those. I mean, once the event's done, they start planning for the next one. They do. So you're oh. years out. You're years on yeah. top of it, right? So These motherfuckers, they, they're trying to six put it weeks. Together. Yeah. Because it was a con. They were still trying to do stuff the night before. Just watch it. But, just, but then the reaction afterwards of when Billy pulls off this con, that's when you're like, oh, I'm now when, I know when a, a, a functioning sociopath looks like yeah that's what you walk away from you're like oh i you get the mind of who's running your shit right now so did you ever hear about tanacon Mm -mm. tanacon What, what is that okay essentially what happened was this was back in june essentially what happened was there's this festival or con called vidcon yeah. In right. Anaheim. Yeah. Right? I worked that one yeah. time. Oh, cool. Um, and it's basically like for YouTubers and quote unquote influencers, still don't really get that term, um, to, you know, just promote their shit, whatever. Well, you can't, pimp was, is not very nice. Pimp is just not a nice word. So influencers. <laughs> but there is this one YouTuber that didn't get invited and her name was Tana Mojo. And she got so pissed about it. Um, that she decided to create her own con called TanaCon. And this was weeks before VidCon. And she scheduled the con to happen on the same day, at the same time, like a street or two away from VidCon. And it was so poorly planned. There were like people out in the streets, like getting sunburned, standing in line for hours, people coming from all over the country and some even across the ocean to come see Tana and like the YouTubers that said that they were going to go, but half of them didn't go because they knew it wasn't going to work out. And it was terrible. Wow. And it reminds me what you're talking about. And the, the shirt I'm wearing right now, my favorite YouTuber, Shane Dawson, he made like a three part documentary about it so if you want to watch that and just 
Oh, I'm watching revel, it. Revel oh, I'm watching the it. Shit show. Now, that, but is that, she that okay? I mean, she, is she a nice person, or does she deserve this? Is she like? I mean, like. I mean, I don't. I I've never watched her videos. Oh, so we don't know. I, I don't know a lot about her. I kind of want to know, like, if she deserved this, or if she's like one of those people who's like, oh, she didn't know where she's. Well, I mean, if it. I mean, well, first of all, she's only like 21, and oh, she yeah. did this. So, okay, she's young. Cool. She okay. did this mainly out of spite right basically. and those and things never so, work out like when you like you go not, to hit somebody with a rock and you hit yourself in the forehead and like you know black your own eye yeah i've done that many yeah times, whether or so. not she deserved it is another question but it's yeah. it's a very interesting documentary because it, it goes into like the event planning there's they were talking about like the the event company they were working with that's not really a company and it's kind of just run by this 19 year old kid it was it's a lot. So I'll, I'll send you the first link and you can find the other Okay, two. that's cool. I just, I'm going to reserve judgment on that because I don't know who she is and I don't yeah. like to, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you are. I just don't want to sit here and like warm my hands over the fire of something that, you know, someone just is mad and couldn't help it. And suffice it to say, and I'm not trying to trump what you're saying, Billy just couldn't, wouldn't see the truth, wouldn't listen. Literally. He was scamming people from like, from birth. From, from, yeah. He came out the womb and said, hey, got a scheme for you, mom. Uh, you might want to get on this deal. Um, <laughs> and then his, he's, been, he's been held up to be constantly scamming. Like, he's in prison now, but he's, he's going to bounce out of there and scam other people. But it talks about, like, they, he literally characterizes the people coming to Fire Festival as the losers who want to have this life. Be on the island with supermodels and free-flowing drinks and being in the surf and swimming pigs. And they talked to the production crew. Now, this, see, the Netflix one really got me because the Netflix crew, they both cover some of the same information. But Hulu Mm -hmm. more is like, this is who Billy is, Origins of Billy. Uh Netflix is what happened at Fire Festival in detail. The one thing that will haunt me forever is a man who was probably a little bit older than me who so believed in Billy because nobody did any research about anything. Nobody was of an event planner. And I'm sitting here as someone who did events for years just going, but you don't, but you can't, but that's not even a, where to happen to the, where's the, you know, like all this. I was just like triggered because I'm sitting here going, none of this. This is like how not to do a garage sale like it's just <laughs> much less inviting like four thousand people to an island with no infrastructure with no idea how to get resources on a weekend when the regatta was happening which was the bahamian christmas for this island so what meager resources that were already there precious resources were already like snapped up from this regatta because of this guy's ego and i was sitting here going Oh my god! And just listening to like the crew who shot the promotional video, go, I'm not on the hook for this. And I agreed with them. You had to see why. I was just like, because my husband, the sound like you're not responsible for the content that you're. He he likened it to if a BMW. I do a shoot a commercial for BMW and the engine failed. Am I responsible for how the company responds to that engine failure because I did the commercial? The answer is he is not. Mm-hmm. So you see the people who filed the lawsuits, you see the reaction by Billy, you see, uh, I guess my favorite part, and I don't know influencers, I don't, 
follow a lot of YouTubers. I don't watch those things. Um, and, and so again, you know, I'm probably talking out of my ass a little bit, but it was just kind of, to me, the cheap seats. The only thing that was amusing was watching like super privileged people who don't even, when they were even asked directly in the Hulu video or was the Netflix video, like what it is that you sell, what is your brand? They couldn't even answer that question like at all. Mm-hmm. They don't even know why they're here. They just, they're here for the likes and the money. They're just completely, a lot of them, I'm not saying all, the ones that were on camera were like, I don't even know. I'm like, honesty and positivity and like stuff. So to watch them cry on an airplane and a bus was super entertaining. That was the best part is watching them cry and like line up and not even know why they were in a line. They were so dumb. They didn't even know why they were lining up for something. And I'm like, if this were a bunch of like really loud people like rednecks jewish people uh i'm just trying to think of all my friends who actually make videos for a living if they were like any other people that i know my you know friends who make music my comedian friends they'd be like bitch would have been like there would have been some screaming there would have been some like yeah i feel like there was a sheep kind of thing going on but then there was also like a lord of the rings um not lord of the rings but lord of the flies thing that would happen after dark you got to watch it. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's easy for me to sit here and cast judgment, but it is easy because I have event planned and no one. Oh, I'm getting to this guy. So this older guy, they can't get the water through customs. No one understood that there's a duty on bringing food, alcohol, specifically alcohol and water, things like this. There's a duty on it, bringing it into the Bahamas. You can't just roll up with that. If you're bringing it from elsewhere, even if you're bringing from over there, they impose a duty. So to get all of this water, essential, just the water part, they owed like $140,000 in duty taxes to get it released at the port. Otherwise, it's just going to sit in the sea containers and not be released. So Billy asked this, this man who had been fronting them with cash and support to go because he was the gay one said, you're the wonderful gay leader in our group. Can you go suck off this guy to get our water released? And I'm thinking, this sweet man is about to go. This is when this nice man is going to go, Billy, go fuck yourself. What are you doing? He said, I went and showered. I gargled with mouthwash. And I went to the guy ready to do it. And he was like, dude, I'll give you your water. I I need to be one of the first people paid on the other side of this. This dude, and I was watching Lovey's reaction because I follow Lovey on Instagram and other places. But Lovey was like, he was going to do it. I'm like, I was with her clutching my same pearls going, he was going to suck a, he was going to suck a penis to get the Fiji water released. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> like that's some people that believes your shit. That's somebody who's believing in you. I swear to God. I just, I'm still like just. It makes so much sense of where we are now. Every day I'm educating myself about where we are in America. And I was like, okay. 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 I think that's, yeah. Fire Festival, both of them. I don't have the official titles. They're, they're both trending on uh, Hulu and Netflix. I think you could probably, if you, if you had to watch just one of them, I would say the Netflix one uh, probably covers it. I don't know. I think they work really well as companion pieces. So if you can get your hands on both of them, watch both of them. So I'm just saying. 
I don't work for either one of those entities, so do what you want. <laughs> so, Ian, how you doing over there? Good. <laughs> you got a busy week this week? I've got a couple of jobs this week. Do you feel like you're back from the holiday? Yeah. I'm you're, back. You're in it. I'm you're in like, it. you're not coasting anymore. You're out. You're just like full. Yeah. I've got work. I've had several days last week. Got a couple of days this week. I think I'm back too. So. I think I'm there. I think I'm definitely there mentally. And then I had some work coming up this next week that just sort of popped up out of nowhere. We went to the desert, check on the cabin, and uh, yeah, talked to a, a gentleman who needs some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That'll be great. Sounds like I'm selling drugs. Uh, <laughs> Gonna be uh, doing some uh, copy for their website, so that'll be super fun. Gonna enjoy cool. doing that. So yeah, kind of like unexpected income coming from nowhere. I'm like, yay! I love that. So, <laughs> word of mouth. How about you, Andre? How's your week? Um, it it was okay, I guess. Um, stress. We love that. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. I I still. And firm in my beliefs that this semester is, is going a lot better than last, even though we're only two weeks in. The only wrinkle in it was, and not to end on a sour note or anything, um, but I'm just, okay, I am tired. <laughs> I'm tired of people not taking responsibility of their commitments that they make with people. And what I mean by that is, I am playing a recital with a friend in March, and that includes me playing a very large three movement piece in its entirety. Like that, that was one of the main goals that I have with my private teacher is that before I graduate to finish a major work all like as a whole, um, why on by the way. And the plan was to, cause I need a piano accompaniment cause it's not a solo. It's piano accompaniment with viola solo. And, um, I had been rehearsing this piece since last semester. So in September, I asked this person, are you going to be available? I know it's far off, but are you going to be available, you know, March 23rd at four o'clock to play this recital? And she said, yes. And so I text them again, Tuesday morning. I said, Hey, just checking in. Um, I need to start rehearsing for this thing. Can you still do it? And apparently she can't anymore because she decided to do a competition that, or sorry, she was thinking about doing a competition that is on the same day at the same time. And for that reason, she can't do it. Now, what I have to say here is, is this tan like, con? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that. But when you make a commitment, a, a prior commitment, that's why they call it a prior commitment because it comes first just because you're thinking about doing something else, you suddenly can't do it. And to me, that's that's not a valid excuse. It's like me, like 20 years down the line, being offered to do a film and then saying yes to it. And then two weeks later, the director asked me, hey, how's the music going? And I say, oh, I'm not doing it anymore because I decided to do this other film without letting you know. Oh, well, you get sued so for now that. you have to so now you have to find <laughs> someone else. You don't do that because you get sued for that. That's how you like don't have a career. So, yeah. yeah. And so now I I have to find another another piano player 9 weeks out of this recital and expect them to learn this three movement piece that's 20 minutes long. Oof, and I and this is what I mean when I say I really try to keep a very professional standard when it comes to music and my work and for me this is like 
an egregious error of professionalism. Like you just don't say some say that you're going to do something and then not do it. And yeah, I'm just kind of I'm tired of it because it, it wastes everybody's time me and hers because she's been rehearsing this for for the longest time and now she can't do it because she's thinking about doing this other thing like i don't and this this isn't like like a freshman or anything this is a graduate student like she's getting her doctorate oh wow so and, that was gonna be the next question is like who is this yeah. person where are they okay so you were a little so, bit shocked were you taken aback when, when this happened i was sh- shocked confused pissed <laughs> um stressed because again i have to find another person to to do this for me well, of course. and now I, I kind of hate it because now i'm i'm giving i'm sort of giving i'm feeding into the stereotype that instrumentalists looking for accompanists are just are not worried about how much time they have and blah 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 blah, blah. so i don't know i'm just i don't I'm know if you can, it, i don't know if you can put that on like other people you know but i feel what you're feeling yeah you know what i'm saying like i just that sounds like I'm trying to be your mom or something. I'm just, yeah, somebody else is bullshitting somebody else's bullshit, you know? People mm-hmm. tend to always surprise me with new and improved bullshit, but that just sucks, though. I I wonder if, and we can't know unless, you know, please come on the podcast. Talk about why <laughs> you're being shady. Like, so, do you feel like she doesn't, she doesn't value the project? Is that what you're getting from her? Um... I mean, I th- I think there's prioritizing going on for sure, mm. but I mean, it's it's just not a valid. I, I mean, if she said, "Hey, I'm I I was thinking about doing this gig that pays very well and it's good exposure that it could possibly launch my career," I'm like, "Uh, I guess go for it. Sure, why not?" But she's it's not even that she's like signed up completely yet. She's thinking about doing a competition, but then she's already giving me. I had to ask her for names of, of other pianists. So I don't know, man. Oy vey. It's, just, it's, a, it's annoying. We talk about this a lot of times because I used to do this in my own production world. What about you, Ian? Like, do you ever, do you ever struggle with this? Like, you, like somebody comes along, let's say you're doing a friend a favor. You're going to take a couple of hondos to do like something, some narrative that's a dream project for a friend. And then like, you know, big sponsor comes along, car commercial, and they're like, hey. Um. But you're long committed to this like weekend thing a few, you know, let's say a couple of months out, three, four months out. I don't, I haven't yet. I mean, the only thing I come across is sometimes, you know, I have different clients booking the same day. Um, and and I have to stay with the, the people that I've already given committed it to. Committed to, yeah. I've had a couple of clients, you know, um, back out. And, you know, days before, a few days before, and another client had asked before that, and I turned them down. But then, you know, it's only one person, one company's done that, and I told them, you can't do that. You know, you're going to have to pay a kill fee. Yeah, kill fee. We do kill fees. But But this is kind of different because it's someone doing something that's... I don't do I don't do favors for people, and I, if it's going to be a low budge thing, it's like at the end of the year where I'm not I know I'm not working. It's like putting your money where your mouth is, yeah. but he can't like pay this person, so yeah, and that's you know if you're doing this like, essentially for your thesis, and someone said yeah, yeah sure, and then like I mean I guess when you sign up for these things, you don't have any kind of ramifications for dipping on someone. True. I mean, I, I, I am Except paying her, her to, end up, the, we don't to do name this. her name, but she ends up like, you know, as oh, a ghost on a podcast and we talk about your ass being <laughs> kind of shitty. 
Yeah, that was that was the thing because I I do pay her. You know, she she has fees for like so rehearsals she's doing this for money, but the other people are paying more, and it's a better opportunity. No, so, it's so, a competition. She's she's not for she doesn't know if if it pays yet or not. I That's see the what thing. You're but then you know she yeah. should replace herself out. She, she should, should find someone to replace herself. If she knows out. this is even possible. Here's what I'm saying. Especially since there's prep involved. This is not like you're a sound guy. You show up. And, and again, I'm not shitting on your profession. What you do is no, like you, you have, have to know your thing. They have to, but they she's got to like learn yeah. this piece. And like this yeah. is not like, you know, I'm just saying find a Filipino person because they musically can absorb this shit and do it in like five minutes. So I'm just saying you need to find. But like, uh, and that's not. That's, watch the Anthony Bourdain episode before you think I'm being racial. Look. Um, but like for all seriousness. Because this does take preparation. I mean, she's, in my opinion, she's in the wrong. Because if you see this coming up, your automatic response is, it's a no. Unless you know you can bring someone. I wouldn't, I would have walked in with, hey, Andre, I cannot do this. Bad news. Good news. I've given this to someone that I am confident can get up to speed and be a complimentary exemplary maybe even better than me accompaniment accompanies than me yeah unless you can come in with better mm-hmm. or equal to i wouldn't have done it and this and what because you're probably thing, not like, going to want to work with this person in the future being like okay and that's a black mark over your you know i'm not not exactly. work <laughs> but that's how you get on a blacklist with somebody it's like yeah, I'm reluctant now. And then let's just hope that person. This is what happens to me. People have done this to me so many times, and then they'll come around like after they do me like this and go, "Hey, just they won't even tell me." I'll get like a phone number, like a phone call for someone. Can you recommend like merit this person? Blah blah blah. Like they need a recommendation. I'm like, oh, you don't want me to take this phone call. You do not want mm-hmm. me to give you a recommendation because I'm yeah. fixing to tell them. And you didn't warn me you were getting this. Okay, so. And then recently I had someone do something that, like that to me and I called, I missed the call and I called to get the recommendation like, oh, I don't have time now. And I'm like, oh, fuck both of you then. So I blocked both numbers. I'm like, both of y'all got blocked. Suck at it in the street. Okay. So back to your friend, not a friend, probably. <laughs> this is, this is, the, this is the unprofessional. Point. This is unprofessional. It's unprofessional. Yeah. And this, this is the point I make because I, I have had to say no to things, but I always try to make a point to be like, give them the number of this person. Oh, hey, I know this person who is probably better. You know, they can do this. I know they're free. They're, they probably want to do this. Something like that. I had to ask her to do that for me. And she gives me one name. And I don't know this person. I don't know if they're more expensive. I don't know how if they're equally as proficient. If this was like a three-minute piece that I needed piano with, that's fine. But we're talking about three movements, 20 minutes, never played with this person. She has to get used to how I play. I have to get used to how she plays. It's a lot. We have to find rehearsal times. Wow. And it's, it's crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. That was that was a douchebag move. That is douchery at its top. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. So don't do that, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> Keep your commitments. Um, wow. Yeah. No. I mean, again, you know, in our world, and your world is our world. Let's just face it. We all work in this kind of space. It's just. You don't do that. If you want to like rise, you show up on time an hour early, two hour early is always nice. Be prepared. Know your shit. Be amenable. You People will even forgive you not really knowing your shit if you're just amenable and like 
cool, you know, mm-hmm. and on time. Yeah, I and mean, know your conflicts if you can. Like, yeah, honestly, I mean, just be if, if this was like it. an emergency or a whatever, yeah, you're forgiving, you're scrambling, but to give you a name, yeah, it feels like, and we'll never know until we talk to this person. They 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 dipped on you purposely. They don't. They're not valuing, I guess, this project. Yeah, yeah. That's a guess. Maybe that's not true, but they're not valuing. I don't know. I mean, the the closest ex- experience I ever had to this was I. This was last semester when I was playing in a group of eight people, which is a fucking nightmare trying to to correlate eight people's schedules between classes and right, work and whatever. Right. Um, but you know, one of our violin players decided that he would volunteer again not getting paid volunteer for the choir concert that needed a violin player that happened to be rehearsing at the same time as we rehearse aka the only time we can find in the week to meet and not tell us about it until we asked why he didn't show up to rehearsal same same predicament so Mm -hmm. please guys just if you're listening please just just own up to your shit and just well if they're if they're having if they're having a problem with this at this level you know maybe they grow up and they grow out of it but if you i sure hope so you can't do this at that level then good luck when you get on the real world yeah exactly and if you but see this is the real world though i mean like this level is the real world people are like oh when you get graduate from school it's a real no this is actually the real real not right now you know it's like people yeah. act in a certain way at whatever age these days. Uh, and in, in that context, it, in in that context, it was for a grade. That rehearsal we had once a week was for a grade. Wow. Yeah. See, people be like that. See. Mm-mm. And I got to tell you, this is one of the main reasons I ended up like looking to be a novelist. I didn't know that I had any kind of like modicum of talent. I'm actually not really fully sure. You guys will see, but. This is why I ended up being like, uh, I wanted to write books is because just trying to coordinate with fools and like having them steal work or not show up or not doing their end or, you know, trying to like rewrite, change horses in midstream. I have never had a really great experience collaborating with another writer. Um, Mm -hmm. I've written lots of jokes for comedians, had a great relationship. My proof in the pudding was sitting in the room and and my my used to my my thing was you get a laugh you get a laugh you kill the room you pay me for the joke you know i got to a level mm-hmm. where i could do that in the beginning i just needed money i'm like here's a 25 dollar joke here's a 30 dollar joke here's a 150 dollar joke then it was like here's a whole set that we've worked on together it's a collab you pay me this agreed upon price if you kill in that room that's where i was getting to like with my work um after a while though i mean like i was just like i don't me, myself, and I right now, you know? Yeah. Because I wanted I wanted the to work in the beautiful realm of like creation and filmmaking and but people just always be acting shady. And again, that's just so because I don't know the music world. I mean, obviously the more instruments the better, but I'm like, fucking yo yo ma they ass. But like, bitch, I can show up and book the bowl by myself, you know? So it's like, yeah. don't make me yo yo ma you into the parking lot. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, you know, I, I don't respect that. I have to say. Maybe they're having a bad time, maybe there's something we don't know. We also fuck up and go later, oh, my bad, because trust me, I'm the most problematic 
created all of my fuckery. I am a minefield of just mm-hmm. bad deeds, bad decisions, and fuckery. So, but I'm just hoping this person like gets checked at some point. You know, <laughs> not by you. You don't have time. You got to find a pianist to like get your shit done. Yeah. But hopefully somebody will come along and go, hey, you know, or what normally happens is like you hear nothing. You literally hear the sound of silence because you're so fucking suspect and shady and you bounce and you're unprofessional that no one even bothers to tell you. You get ghosted, you know? Yeah. If you're hearing nothing, that's probably you farting up your own like life. So, yep. Don't put that on a postcard (laughs) so yeah i'm just sorry that's happening so have you talked to the person not yet i i still have to talk with my private teacher and and see what we can do i'm hoping she she knows people that are trustworthy well and Um, you're not in a big world of like like if this was los angeles you could swing a dead cat in Pete's coffee shop and, you know, find five accompanists. But, like, you're kind of in a, you're in a smaller pool, right? Yeah, basically. Um, we, all, we all work with the, the piano majors at the school. Right, um, right. Very rarely do we get an outside pianist because um, they're, they're far more expensive. Right, um, right. Wow. That but, yeah, so... Hopefully, that'll be fine. Oh, but. my gosh. That just kind of just blows so hard. Really blows so hard. Yeah. Could you record your own self on piano and then play to play? But I don't know how these things I'm work. not that good. Yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But you're like, what am I, Reggie Watts? What the fuck? I don't, I don't know what's happening. No. Yeah, they're just, oh, wow. And they have you over the barrel because... It's not like a, it's not like you're doing a simple thing at all. This is like this is nuanced and it's talent mm-hmm. and it's symbiosis and it's a partnership and it's a temporary temporary like relationship you're having with this person. Exactly. And however yeah. you exude that and present that is the proof of the the performance. Yep. Shit. All right. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm just going to I'm going to put some vibes out there that you're going to find the right fit and the right person and and hope that this is one of the scenarios where it was meant to be so you find the right person. I'm hoping that that's where it lands because that would be, yeah. you know, you deserve that. So Yeah. Just going to keep the optimism. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to do that, you know. Let's let's just see. Let's just see how positive we can stay in 2019 nothing changes just because the calendar changes y'all you got to change yourself right mm-hmm. so y'all i'm looking forward to you uh guys having the week that you're having um uh friends coming over on tuesday i'll tell you guys about that on sunday uh next sunday uh she's a listener of the podcast i'm gonna get to finally meet her in person which i'm very excited about um, she's coming over and we're all me and Ian and her are going to watch, uh, the full version of live aid because, uh, oh, Bohemian cool. Rhapsody comes out on Tuesday on streaming. So we'll tell you how that goes. That'll be super fun times. I know she's, um, she has said she would come back and do Mr. Robot with us. I'll tell you more about who she is at a later time. So I'm looking forward to that. That's like something I'm looking forward to this week. I'm also, uh, deep into, uh, writing and a new project is, coming my way this week that's just like i told you just came out of the ether so ian's on set 
you're going to find the the love of your life, not wait, uh, slash the, the just uh, someone to uh, embody and embrace you. <laughs> Haggis will possibly go on more walks. And the rain has stopped so he can pee out of doors and not get uh, completely doused. He was having not, he wasn't having a good week, Haggis. Yeah, he didn't like the the rain. He like sometimes he runs through the rain like a supermodel in the nineties in a music video. Like he's just like <laughs> shaking his hair like yeah. And then a lot of times he'll just go outside and then his feet hit wet concrete on the back stoop and he's like. I'm out. This is not my rider. I don't know if you guys talk to my people, but I don't work in like rain. I do not. I need a SAG extra fee for this shit. I'm not doing this. But we have to make him pee because he's a little tiny bladder and like he has to pee pee and poo poo. So we had to like coax him. So last week he was not loving life. So now he's like, I need to run these streets. So hopefully we'll get more walks this week. There's activity across the street I'm about to tell you about when the podcast is over. Uh, okay. So you guys uh, have a lovely week. Try to be kind to each other. Um, I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings on this podcast. And if I upset you, I apologize. It's not my intent to uh, upset y'all. Um, but if you get upset for nefarious reasons, well, then that's that's on you. Okay. Uh, you guys have anything? Recommendations? Tips? Nope. Have a good week. Stay hydrated. Hollers. Drink water. Drink water. Drink water. Unless it's ditch water. Don't drink ditch water. Drink clean water. Drink clean water. Let's qualify that. All right. Love you guys so much. Have a lovely week. We'll see you next Sunday. Bye. 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 <sighs>